I'm a buff baby that can dance like a man. I can shake him my fanny, I can shake him my can. I'm a tough tootin' baby, I can punch your buns. Punch your buns, I can punch all your buns. It's podcast time, your wild grabber friends will talk about bear and lands. And met the man and names a woman, the fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we are here reviewing all the episodes of Adventure Time from the very beginning in season one to the very end. In season 10. Yeah, that one. How are you? Rikikiki. Rikikiki. I'm I'm good. Awesome. So that sound has been something that we're doing a lot because we were trying to determine what a porcupine would sound like if it made noise. And he flippantly was like, Rikikiki. Yeah, and then we looked up what a porcupine sounds like, and it's pretty close. It is really close. Yeah. If you go on YouTube and look at porcupine sounds, it sounds very much like that. Uh, I can't help it if I'm an animal whisperer. <laughs> you are. You love animals. I do love animals. They're the best. So, yeah. how's your weekend going? It's good. So, we're thinking of different activities that we could do while um, following the Stay Home, Stay Healthy directive Governor Inslee of the state of Washington put out. And we decided to do some tie-dyeing. Yeah. And I'm excited to do that with you. I can't wait to butcher it. It's going to be great. You know mine's going to end up like mud brown or something. It's not. (laughs) Matthew, it'll be fine. Just believe in yourself. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, you know, we had to do something now that we finished Tiger King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking the rest of, which, of the country. dude, like, we're going to be reviewing episode four called Hitman, so uh, I thought that was very appropriate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, things have been good. Yeah, good. We've uh, started eating Hot Pockets more because they're an easy and convenient snack. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, when this, this, whole cri- this whole crisis started, you know, we, we wanted to just have some frozen foods as like emergency backup. And we decided we liked the emergency backup food more than the perishables. So. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Needless- how much I loved Hot Pockets. Needless to say, we're both getting a little fluffy <laughs> still, but it's all good. It's all good. We're doing yoga too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We started yoga. Hot Pockets and yoga. Yeah. It's great. They go hand in hand. Totally. <laughs> Should we get to it? Let's do it. All right. Season three, episodes three and four. Episode three is Memory of a Memory, and four is Hitman. Sweet. Excited about this. All right. Memory of a Memory. IMDb rating of 8.7. It's really good. All of the Marceline episodes seem to be really high rated. Yeah. Overall, number 55. uh, Directed by Larry Leachetter, Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Aku Kassara and Tom Herpich. Original air date was July 25th, 2011. And 2.26 million U.S. viewers. Yeah, those Marceline episodes really drawn the viewers. Yeah. So I can't believe before this we've talked about 54 episodes Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, yeah. It's insane. It's awesome. So the title card, there's a lot going on here. Oh my goodness. You got some fill face in there. You do. That's the first thing I saw. Yeah, like uh, a floating cow. In the clouds with a fill face utter. What else is happening in this? There's a moon with a star wand. Yes, there is. There's a ship, like a pirate ship. A castle and like goldfish. I'm not sure most of this has anything to do with the episode. It has nothing. (laughs) The only thing is Marcelina sleeping in a bed and Finn and Jake are just chilling. Goldfish. 
Oh, um, I wrote that it reminds me of the artwork from the Stinky Cheese Man book, if anybody remembers that from hmm. back in the day. I don't. It that's was like cool. um, spoofs of like fairy tales with huh. really gross drawings All right. to go with them. But yeah, this reminds me of that. Cool. So let's get started. Let's so Finn it. and Jake are running through a lake with an armless rag cloth wizard on Jake's shoulder. Jake asks Finn why he is running so hard when the rag wizard claims that Marceline is in trouble and they quicken their pace. Jake asks the wizard how he knows Marceline as they enter the cave where Marceline's house is situated. And he claims to be her spirit animal. <laughs> so this guy's great. I love his voice. Mm -hmm. So when they eventually get to Marceline's house, they find Marceline unconscious on the ground. And the rag wizard tells Finn and Jake that Marceline accidentally placed a sleep spell on herself. They must find her memory core or else she will sleep forever. The wizard claims that he cannot help Marceline himself because he has no arms, only legs. And going inside someone's memory can be dangerous. He then uses his foot to touch Finn's forehead, which he calls his thing, and tells him that his forehead will glow as he gets closer to the memory core. This is so funny when he does this. He, like, the camera, like, pans slowly, like, following the foot to touch Finn's forehead. Yeah. It just cracks me up. Uh, so then the rag wizard then gives them a satchel full of sleep powder and tells them to use it on themselves, which they do and fall asleep almost at once, but not before being warned about the consequences of their failure. Yeah. So when Finn and Jake supposedly wake up right back where they started, they find themselves in a memory of Marceline as a child in a ruined city. So uh, this is an obvious nod to the Great Mushroom War. Uh, that's been like an underlying thing in the show. And she's repairing her teddy bear, Hambo. Marceline points them to the cellar door on a house, claiming that it might lead to the memory core, as the two phrases sound familiar. I do think this is such an interesting, like, scene. Yeah. It's like this baby, like, little, little, not baby, but little girl, like, four, five, or six, maybe, version of Marceline. And it's like the area all around it is in ruins. And it would, it, it like, I think about how, and it's like everything's darker and... I don't know. It's just really fascinating, like, yeah. the imagery of it. Yeah, I feel like this is the first, like, really big look at um some of the backstory to the Land of Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, you've gotten, like, hints of it in the past, but now it's, like, front and center in this, in this scene. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So Finn and Jake go through the cellar door, which leads to a brief memory of Marceline at her house, picking her nose and wiping it on the couch. Mm-hmm. Traveling further, Finn and Jake then find themselves in another memory where Hudson Abadir, as we know as <laughs> Marceline's father, is eating Marceline's fries. And Finn whispers to him warningly, Yo, man, don't eat those. Knowing of Marceline's fry breakdown in the future, leading to the fry song. Yeah, and I love Hudson's just looking at him like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. And then Marceline walks in in this memory and she's like, why, Dad? <laughs> Finn and Jake soon find a memory where Marceline and her boyfriend, Ash, I wonder if he's a reference to Ash from the uh, Evil Dead and Army of Darkness movies. Cause you think so? Maybe, because there have been a few um, nods to, that, to those movies throughout the show. Hmm. So they're moving into their treehouse, and Ash conjures a rose with a happy face that says sweetly, Marceline, I love you. Or, I love, I love, I can't do that voice. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to do there. So Marceline greatly appreciates this gesture and kisses Ash on the cheek. And he blushes deeply. Confused, Finn and Jake wander into a memory where Ash reveals he sold Marceline's beloved teddy bear Hambo to Maya for a new cherry blossom wand, then insults Marceline by conjuring a ghost from the wand that sings, You're not a genius, you're not a genius. 
Marceline becomes furious at Ash for selling her most cherished possession. Mm. He's such a jerk. He is. This guy's the worst. He is literally the worst. So she's obviously furious, for her cheeks are shown as slightly pink, and she has tears in her eyes. This may be due to it being given to her by, you know, the teddy bear being given to her by Simon. Which, for those of us who haven't seen the development of um, Marceline and the Ice Kings, like, their past relationship. Yeah. Like, we know that there's some significance with this bear. Like, they did a really good job of building that at the very beginning of the episode. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Sorry, stuff. Matt. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. So she's, she calls him a psycho jerk and that uh, he ruined her life. So Ash pleads with Marceline, but she screams, It's over, you psycho. After this, Finn and Jake slip through a glowing crack in the floor. After playing hot cold with Finn's glowing head, they finally find the orb of the spell. The two wake up and find that Rag Wizard actually does have arms and takes the physical manifestation of Marceline's memory encased in a bubble from them before they awaken fully. His job done, the Rag Wizard wakes Marceline up and with an awakening spell, which may mean that he lied about Marceline accidentally putting herself to sleep. Duh. Marceline appears to be fine, and when Finn and Jake tell them about what happened to her, indicating that their wizard friend helped out, Marceline states that the wizard is not her friend, but her boyfriend, Ash, having no memory of their breakup whatsoever. Bum, bum, bum. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. This is a very plot-heavy episode, isn't it? It really is. So Marce- Trickery and thievery, That's Matthew. Right. Trickery and thievery. <laughs> Tri- Trickery is afoot. <laughs> So when Marceline leaves the room, Ash then reveals his plan. He used Finn and Jake to find the memory core so he could destroy the memory of his Marceline's breakup, not the memory of a sleep spell. He was the one who put Marceline to sleep, you know. Upon destroying the memory, Ash then takes Marceline back to his house. Finn and Jake follow them to his house where Jake provides a distraction by banging a shovel against a shed. But the shed is actually a tiny goblin's house. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> mer, 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 mer. The tiny goblin immediately panics, mistaking Jake for a monster. Jake's realizing his mistake and tries to calm the tiny goblin, but the tiny goblin keeps screaming for help, attracting the attention of Ash, who thinks he sees Jake near the tiny goblin and chases Jake, being on the warpath against Jake while trying to protect the little neighbor. (laughs) So having effectively drawn Ash away from the house, Finn breaks in via chimney, Santa style, and finds Marceline inside, who warns Finn to leave, as Ash does not like her hanging out with mere mortals. So Finn agrees to leave, but first he shows Marceline some of the sleep powder still in his possession and blows it into her face, sending her into Finn's memory this time. So looking through a crack in an open door, Marceline witnesses a chubby baby Finn singing a song to himself. This is my favorite. I'm a talk to you, baby. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Punching your buns. I will punch your buns. Love it. We have literally been singing that song around our house ever since watching this episode. Yes, we have. So current Finn finds her and reveals his own memory of viewing Marceline's breakup memory to her. Disheartened at her remembrance, Marceline and Finn wake up and go outside, just as Ash emerges from the nearby woods. Ash tells Marceline not to be with Finn and orders Marceline into the kitchen to make him a turkey sandwich with tomatoes and pickles, only to be kicked in the crotch and several times in the head by Marceline Jumped on by Finn and crushed underneath Jake's giant Yeah, fish. the last shot is, is just Jake's giant foot coming down and just smushing him. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That was an episode and a half. Yeah, it is. Thoughts? Uh, this is a really good story-driven episode, I think. Yes. I thought, like, the whole thing was going to end up being in Marceline's memories, but then, it, you know, it also going into Finn's memories, too. Like, it's just so much fun. 
it's uh, a really well-written episode, I think. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, we're learning a lot about Marceline still. So this is a creepy boyfriend. Ugh, he is so slimy and I hate him. Manipulative. Yes. But I wanted to just point out, like, go back to the teddy bear. So, like, when we first see Marcy and the teddy bear, she pulls a button off of her own dress to repair the teddy bear's missing eye. Yeah. And so, like, there's clearly significance um, with this bear. And so we don't know that yet, um, like, where it came from, but we know that it's important to her. And then for him to just be like, yeah, whatever, I, I, you know, sold your beloved most prized possession for this wand you know like this guy is a classic slime ball like not good he's bad news bears ah bad news bears bears but i think marcy is a great character in this episode and i love it yeah i think we both mentioned after we watched this one that of the marceline episodes so far this has been our favorite totally agree totally agree absolutely And I think that it also speaks to, so it's like a flip, right? So Marcy with her ghost friends, and they were going to kill Finn and Jake. And then this is a, and so she ends up like valuing her relationship with Finn and Jake over these ghost friends um, and then ends up saving Finn and Jake. And this time it's Finn and Jake who accidentally supported Ash. They didn't know better. They're trying to save their friend, you know? Yeah. And so they don't just be like, oh, well, she'll break up with him eventually. They go back and and really risk themselves to save Marcy from this from this person, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, their their friendship is in like full bloom at this point. Yeah, like, for real. You could see that mu- that mutual respect between them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and like the show did a good job building up to that too. Like it took a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that they did that instead of like Marcy. Like she definitely, as a character, had to grow on me, for sure. Um, because I don't. I don't think I would have liked her as much if they just, like, she was, like, this friendly vampire. Like, I had to go from, ugh, to, oh. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Now it's like you see it's a Marceline episode coming up, and you're like, oh, cool. I wonder what they're going to bring to the table this time. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the episodes with Marcy have been really dense and have had a lot of plot to them. And my opinion of Marcy has definitely changed for sure. Awesome. You know what I find interesting is that I wish that the people like so you've told me you've talked to people um, from school that have listened to our podcast and are like, oh, you guys didn't like Marceline when you first started and da 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 da. I wish those people stuck with it to see our like our own arc in development with this show and like learning to love characters, you know, and I think that. Sometimes when we approach something like this, like you've grown to love those characters, you know, over watching those 10 seasons and me being someone who's new to it, like I've had to go through that myself. And it's, I don't know, I I, wish those people would just stick it out. (laughs) Yeah, I I have gotten like occasional feedback from people saying that they stopped listening when they heard like the opening episode that we weren't big fans of BMO. And at this point, I am a fan of BMO. Like our opinions on things have definitely changed over the course of reviewing, like, deep Definitely. diving the episodes. I think BMO was actually really funny. Yeah. You know, like the Card Wars episode, stuff like that. For me... really appreciate BMO as a character and Marceline. I think that for me, it's... Um, I only see, I've only seen them in these early seasons and haven't grown to love them like other people have. And a lot of our listenership are people who have watched all of Adventure Time. And so it's... Give me the benefit of the doubt, yeah. <laughs> right? And let me figure it out. But I agree. Like, I think Bimo is a great character. Like, in um, episode one, where he, like, 
pushes Vin and Jake out of the way to take pictures of the cuties and like like I mean and then like later I know Card Wars is like one of our favorite and he I, I say he but they Bimo is just mm-hmm. so great in that and yeah. they are really cracks me up. This has been fun, I guess, and all to learn about these different characters and grow and and come to really adore them. I'm really excited for the people that have stuck around with us this whole time, too, because like I'm sure by now a lot of them are less like you guys are jerks. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody thought we were jerks, but like I'm sure that some people are glad to see that. You yeah, know, we've come to appreciate some aspects of the show that we didn't before. Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt, where is the snail in this episode? The snail is hanging upside down from the top of a lamp in Marceline's house when she is first found. <gasps> snail Watch 2020. Snail Watch 2020. Woo! Woo! I'm Rick James. Um, no, fi- well, I take that back. Our notes said there were no fill faces. However, the title card does have a fill face yeah, on it. Yeah, so. that might be our first title card fill face. Yeah. What's your favorite line from this one? Check out this memory cord. It's banana bays around here. <laughs> I love it. I don't even remember that one. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's going to be from Ash when he's pretending to be the uh, old man. I don't have any arms, just legs. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. His image is just great. He's, he's a really funny looking character. Yeah. Okay. So, Matt, will you do your impression? Sure. I'm a tough tootin' baby. I can punch you your buns. I baby Finn. love Baby Finn in this episode. Yeah. I would like to see that series. Yeah, Baby Finn. Yeah. Okay, but not like, you know, the Baby Muppet show, like cartoon. Muppet Did you remember that? Babies. Yep. Okay. I want to see like fighting. I want to see like that whole like growing up with Margaret and. Um, yeah, Jacob. Joshua. Joshua. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Margaret and Joshua and seeing like, what was that life like? Yeah. I'd be really curious about that, too. I'd, I'd like to see a show about Margaret and Joshua. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So what's your uh, impression? Okay, mine is the <laughs> the rag wizard. <laughs> She's in trouble. <laughs> awesome. No. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a valiant old man voice. Moving on. Yeah. I have shame because of my impressions i'm oh. not good at them hey at least you can do more than like five crunches without crying <laughs> you yeah. did you did weep a lot last night when we were doing abs oh. <laughs> it hurts my innies <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i can't even with you all right so we have some trivia about this episode yes we do mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would you like to start it up sure so when Marceline entered Finn's memory, her fangs were not pointed, and this might indicate that people's appearance changed in the mindscape. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So in the title card, it shows Marceline sleeping on her bed, but in the episode, Marceline's closet, Marceline floats over her bed. This could indicate that Marceline sleeps both ways, depending on her mood. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Or a continuity error. Either or. <laughs> I mean... Um, Marceline is seen with messy hair when Finn and Jake are hanging on the fridge door, but her hair smooths out when Jake bites an apple he got from the fridge. Being that she is a shapeshifter, she could have simply used her powers to quickly fix her appearance. Uh Uh-oh. In the title card, Jake has no ears. (laughs) (laughs) I love that last little. (laughs) I love it. That's great. Let's talk about your prediction for yes. this one. Yes, yes, please. Um, again, I'm kind of surprised with how uh, close some aspects are. So this episode is 
you guessed, the response to Inception. Finn is bored and starts to daydream, but soon finds himself daydreaming within his daydream and gets stuck. Jake then realizes Finn won't come out of it and tries to join in the daydream with him. So Jake does join with Finn in dreams. Yep. And there are multiple dream levels in this episode. I practically got it, Matt. That's a pretty good one. I know, right? I had no idea what this was going to be. Well, uh, creativity, I'm going to give that I'm gonna give that one a B plus. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I'll take it. And as far as how close it was to the actual episode, B minus. Okay. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Thank good you. Guess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, would you like to guess Thank what you. our next episode is going to be about? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Another round of applause. Yes. So do you want to guess what Hitman is about based on okay. its name? Ice King starts sneaking about trying to capture a new princess in Ooh. Knowing that Finn and Jake will try to keep him from his plans, he sends Gunter to, quote-unquote, take care of them. <laughs> take care of them. Yeah. I that's guess it. we're going to find out pretty soon. That's my episode. That's my guess. That's my guess. Yeah. Sticking to it. Any less thoughts about this episode? Story, bleh, story-wise, story it's a lot of fun and, you know, kept me actually guessing how it was going to end. It was not a predictable episode. Mm-mm. So how about you? I really, really like this episode. I would watch it again for sure. Um, I think this is definitely um, top 10 for me. And I think that part of it was the emotional aspect. There's a lot of layers to Marcy that we don't know about yet. And oh. and I really am excited to learn about her more and get to know her as a character. Definitely. Yep. Especially after that episode. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right. Should we move on? Let's do it. Okay. Season 3, Episode 4, Hitman. IMDb rating of 8.0. Overall, episode number 56. Directed by Larry Leachlider, Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Jesse Mohanahan and Burt Young. Original air date, August 1st, 2011. 2.27 million U.S. viewers. Ooh, high, high number again. Yeah. Uh, Wow, 8.0 on IMDb, huh? Yeah. Wow, cool. It's not even a Marceline episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually I'm kind of surprised because it, it does come across as very like, um, you know, middle of the road kind of episode, I think. Hmm. Yeah. So the title card shows through like a gun scope, uh, Finn and Jake frolicking on a hill. I would like to point out that while he was saying through a gun scope, he like held his hand up to his face in a circle. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> Visual podcast. What you guys are missing out on. <laughs> All right. So the story opens with. The Breakfast Kingdom, where Breakfast Princess and Toast Princess are eating breakfast. Suddenly, Ice King comes and tries to put honey on their waffles. They call Finn and Jake to save them, who grounds Ice King for four weeks. They legit do this back and forth. Like, okay, you have another week. Like a parent and a child. It was so funny. Yeah. Back in the Ice Kingdom, Ice King is angry at the two, so he goes online and hires a hitman named Scorcher, who he believes will literally hit. Finn and Jake. Yeah. Like, just, like, punch him is what he wanted. I love when he's sneaking into their window. He is so creepy. He's like, oh, yeah. He's doing the ultimate, like, creeper voice. disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> he's in Ice full King. creep mode. I-K. I-K. So instead. I can't even. So instead of slapping them, Scorcher sets Finn and Jake's tree fort on fire while they're making sandwiches with meat from their friend Meat Man. So gross. gross. So Ice King then bursts in and puts out a fire but ruins the duo sandwiches. After being scolded by Finn, Ice King flees back to his castle, where he reveals to Scorcher that he did not want him to kill Finn and Jake, and that he put out the fire. Scorcher's like, um, no. But he doesn't talk the whole episode, except that he has really good body language and, like, direction. He's like, yeah, no, you signed this thing saying that you wanted me to 
hit them or kill them, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, he's like a mummy. Yes, he's really interesting. Later that night, Scorcher goes to Finn and Jake's bedroom and turns into smoke that fills the bedroom, possibly attempting to kill them by suffocation. Ice King then uses his ice powers to blow the smoke away. Back in the Ice Kingdom, Ice King unsuccessfully tries to bribe Scorcher with money, a singing deer head, and a pair of night vision x-ray goggles to keep him from killing Finn and Jake. I don't know. Those sound like pretty awesome gifts. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but if if your job, like, could you imagine the Yelp rating, like, (laughs) was able to bribe not to kill, like, was able to cancel my contract to kill with Scorcher with money, which Scorcher burns immediately. Yeah, he does. Um, a singing deer head and a pair of night vision goggles. I'm sorry. I would not hire that Scorcher. Oh, this guy is very serious about his job. He's legit serious. I love the the singing deer head singing something like, I want to be alive. I want to be alive or something like that. <laughs> I do think it's really funny that Ice King is like realizes what he does. And so he's like fixing it, but he's not telling Finn and Jake. So Finn and Jake keep getting annoyed by the fact that Ice King keeps doing this stuff. And they are like, what the crap, man? Yeah, more than anything, it seems like he just doesn't want to annoy them even more yeah. than he has. Yeah. So he tries to get Scorcher to change his target to Lumpy Space Princess or Ghost Princess because they're his least, they're his least favorite princesses. He's such a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, he is. But he fails, and finally he hires Blastronaut, another hitman, a hitman hitman, to take out Scorcher. But Scorcher easily defeats him. I can't remember. These guys were wearing like this mech suit. Yeah. And then it ends up being like this little goblin naked guy that yeah. jumps out of a window. So Ice King is then able to distract Scorcher by saying, Someone got hit in the boing loings. In the boing loings. <laughs> <laughs> boing loings. He says he it like four times. It until Scorcher turns around to look. Then he freezes them and runs to the tree for it. So Finn and Jake have just woken up, and Jake decides not to eat any more of Meat Man's meat because he's having dreams about him. That is so disturbing, awful. Yeah, I hate it. Um, Ice King comes to reveal that he had hired a hitman to kill them. Then Scorcher comes to finish off Finn and Jake. As they run from him, Ice King puts an ice dome over them and reveals a plan to trick Scorcher by freezing Finn and Jake, lowering their body temperatures to make Scorcher think that. Finn and Jake are actually dead. Yeah, so Finn and Jake are against this idea, but Ice King does it anyway, and the plan works. So after Scorcher leaves, there's a note in cursive that says, Echoes of past events nudge the tiller on my present course. I await its reflection in the future. And it has a signature that appears to start with an S, presumably Scorcher. So after that, the Ice King climbs on top of Finn and Jake and mocks them by saying that they're grounded under his butt. (laughs) 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 That's the end. You know what? In reflection, just talking about this episode, I love it so much more now. Yeah. Because it's so goofy. It's ridiculous. So what are your first thoughts? Oh, my gosh. That was like a really simple, quick synopsis because it's such a simple episode. Yeah. I love this episode. Um, I love breakfast princess. I love breakfast food. Not as much as you love breakfast food, but I'm I do really like breakfast food. Also, I am curious... Um, what gives Finn and Jake the authority to ground Ice King? And also, why did Ice King even, like, follow that? Because, you know, his brain's all scrambled. Yeah, I guess so. He's easy to manipulate. He's such a sad little man. He is. Uh, they call him a bubble butt. I don't like that. No, they body shamed him. So here's my issue with that. I don't like that at all. Ice King body shames himself a lot. Like, he's got some um, insecurities about his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his figure. 
Yeah. Um, it has been mentioned from writers of the show that, you know, he has an eating disorder. Some episodes, you'll notice he's a bit heavier than some episodes he's, like, skeletal. Yeah, I don't like it. We see a lot of Ice King body in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they body shame him. That makes me sad. It's sad. Boing loings. Uh, you wrote that Finn is super cute when he's sleeping. Yeah, he was like, punch, punch, punch in his sleep. It's cute. I want to live, live, live. <laughs> I have boing loings. Uh, our notes in this one are so scattered because it's just like random words. Yeah. Hit him in the boing loings. <laughs> <laughs> in the boing loings. Oh, you guys are grounded underneath my butt. So, um, so we said the last episode was our favorite Marceline episode up to this point. This, I think, is my favorite Ice King episode so yeah, far. I could see that. I, I don't think he's had a ton of strong episodes focused mm-hmm. on him in particular yet. So this one's pretty good. I mean, Slappy D's was good. Slappy D's, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that already. And the robot, where he liked that end scene. Oh, Neptor. Yeah, yeah, I like the end of that episode more than I liked the episode as a whole, I think. Oh, I agree. But yeah, this is funny. This is just a, a fun, lighthearted episode. Yeah, I agree. I think it was good. I liked it a whole bunch. Yeah. I said that uh, in the notes that this episode is Tom Kenny's time to shine as the the voice of the Ice King because like his comedic timing and like his inflection in in, in his tone is just so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really good. You do get to see like the best of the Ice King in this episode. I do. I think that like Ice King. I mean, we saw in Cuties he was like laying on the floor, like like slapping his belly and just being like do 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 do, like super bored. Yeah, and it's just like. <sighs> This episode speaks to the fact that there's this love-hate relationship with Finn and Jake, and he actually likes them enough that he doesn't want them dead, Yeah, but that he likes this tug and pull with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I liked about this is is seeing the the real side of the Ice King and like his desire to still have Finn and Jake in his life, even though that they cause him grief and they disrupt his plans for princesses. Yeah. So I think that when you look at Ice King episode throughout the series, I, I look at Ice King and Simon as two different characters. Absolutely. I think a lot of people see that. Yeah. I think I think the majority of the people who have watched all of Adventure Time would 100% agree with you. Because you know the episodes about Simon are story and very emotionally driven, mm-hmm. but episodes about Ice King are pure comedy. Yeah. And as far as like the pure comedy aspect goes, okay. I think this is one of the better ones. I think for it's sure. pure comedy shaded in sadness, though. Yeah. Like this one was less that you didn't have a lot of that, but there was still like the comedy part was there. But like there's other episodes where he's like, you know, where they're throwing him the the bachelor party, <laughs> the sadness that comes with that too. So yeah. anyway. It's good. Uh, it's yeah. a good it's a good episode. I think it's entertaining. It does its job. And I think that as we're going through all these episodes, we're just learning about these characters and seeing them develop. And this is just another development in the relationship of all of these people. Well said. Thanks. I think, um, you know, some episodes, you know, we have a lot to talk about at the end of it. And this one at the end of it, it's it's one of those episodes that you just like chuckle and shake your head when the end credits roll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And there's no problem. Like, I have no problem with that. That's just, you know, just means it was funny. Matt, where was the snail? The snail was on the stump that Finn and Jake trip over, potentially the third time the snail has influenced the plot, as it is somewhat implied the lich-possessed snail caused them to trip. So fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fill face. Oh, wait. Snail Watch 2020. Oh, I thought you were going to miss it. <laughs> I'm starting to tear up over here. Were you going to cry yourself to sleep? Oh, like I'm doing crunches? Yeah. Matt. Snail Watch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You kill me. What was your favorite line? Oh, my life. Finn. <laughs> And that is a line I'm surprised I don't use more often because it's great. 
What was it? What was the circumstances around that? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I wrote it down. I was like, that's my line for this episode. <laughs> What's your favorite line? Okay. It's Ice King. I hired a fit man. Ugh! A fit man. <laughs> I hired a hit man. You almost said it again. <laughs> Sorry. I hate you. I love you. One I more hired time. a hitman, not a fireman. I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. No. I like that you did your impression, an impression in your favorite line. <laughs> and then, you know what's great? What? Is I thought that was going to be in my impression, and then I was like, crap, dang it. Oh, man, you're working overtime. No, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do another impression. Oh, oh you got to. <sighs> Speaking of impressions, uh, do you want to give me an impression of a character? <laughs> okay, this is Ice King. Good morning, breakfast princess. That sounds equally as slimy as he sounded in the episode, so that was <laughs> awesome. Good job. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm also going to do Ice King because he had, like, all the dialogue. It was, yeah. All I want you to do is hit them. That sounded like, I don't know what Matt, that was. that was so good. It like the Keeper. I love it. That was so great. Thank you. Good job. I'm so proud of you. You're so good at voices. Oh. Psh. I like you. I like you, too. All right, Matt, there are some pieces of trivia that I think we should uh, call out. Yeah, you I think go so too. You want to go first? Kind of. Ice King states that Lumpy Space Princess and Ghost Princess are his least favorite princesses. Oh, oh yeah, we knew that. Um, he doesn't find them attractive. Which is really, I mean, LSP is kind of, she is not everybody's cup of tea. No. If you had to choose a princess in the show to marry, which one would it be? Ooh. Wait, of the princesses we've met so far. I think Oh, yeah, let's make yeah, let's go, let's go with that challenge. Hmm. Hot dog princess is nice. <laughs> but she lives in a gross little corral. Yes, thank you. That's a really hard question. Wow. There haven't been uh too many Who would you? So far. Instinctively, I'm jumping right to Flame Princess, but she's not in the show yet. Right. My sentiment. Exactly. Hmm. hmm. I will have to put this one on ice. <laughs> I, um, if you, you want to keep reading trivia, I got to look up some princesses. No, what? <laughs> I think Breakfast Princess. She has a nice location and she eats lots of breakfast and it is delicious. Yeah, and she's very level headed. Very. Yeah. Good choice. Mm -hmm. I can't think of one. Nope. That Muscle is Princess. A... No, she's oh, pretend. Yeah. She's like, I'll cut your hair. <laughs> you oh. like Muscle Princess? No, not really. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. So I... you're going with Hot Dog Princess. I guess I'm going with Hot Dog Princess. Oh, my gosh. Slime Princess? Okay, anyway, let's get back to it. Wait, no. I had to pick a princess, and you don't? Adventure Time Princesses. No, you're cheating. No, I'm just trying to find uh, princesses. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Breakfast Princess, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How convenient. Oh, she's cool. Yeah. Um, Raggedy Princess. Oh, you know what? I'm going with Raggedy Princess. Why Raggedy Princess? She's so nice. Is she? Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I don't remember her. She's like a little raggedy doll. When did she show up? I don't remember. Yeah, see, I think <laughs> I, I she hasn't even come. Oh, she's in Prisoners of Love. Okay. Um, I'll She's take kidnapped it. by the Ice King, so you know that she's worthy. <laughs> okay, so the last piece of trivia is that... When Ice King searches Hitman on his computer, there's a description of the Scorcher as quick, 
quiet and relentless. That sounds about right. It's like yeah. Jason Voorhees. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Oh, but when you take Jason's mask off, he starts making noise. Like, well, no, I went out. <laughs> True story. <laughs> it's, gets real noisy when that mask comes off. Uh, so do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode? Yes. Based on the name, Hitman. Yes. So Ice King starts sneaking about trying to capture a new princess. Knowing that Finn and Jake will try to keep him from his plans, he sends Gunter to take care of them. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> what was that? <laughs> my, my voice kind of jumped up there when I when I just pictured that in my head. So creativity, uh, that's an A. That is really funny. Thank you. And as far as how close it was to the actual episode, he is trying to capture new princesses. Mm-hmm. He knows that Finn and Jake are going to try to stop him. Um, mm-hmm. But he doesn't send Gunter to take care of them. He sends a hitman. That's like a solid 75%. Let's like, we're going to give that like a C plus. Hmm. Yeah. I'll take it. Not good. bad. You've been on a roll. Thank you. Thank you. And would Thank you like you. to predict what our next episode is going to be about based on its name? Yes. Which is Too Young. Okay. So Finn tries to do a number of random tasks around the land of Ooh, but is faced by older people who are like, you're too young, and tries to shut him down by doing more tasks, one more death-defying than another, to show that he isn't too young to be an amazing adventurer. Wow. That sounds like a season one kind of plot. Yeah. I like it. Yeah fun okay so in this we are going to quiz matt to see what adventure time character he is oh yeah well i'm I'm an adventure time super amadeus you are that but also we'll find out what character you are too oh junk okay these are gonna help depict which character you are so you find a one dollar coin on the street Mm -hmm. what do you do buy some sweets give it to charity Buy an ice cream or put it in your piggy bank. Realistically? Yeah. Buy some treats. Which is funny because you're not really a sweets guy. Uh, sweets for me can also mean like a hamburger. Okay. So, not really, but okay. <laughs> you know, I like eating <laughs> meals as a snack. You can get a cheese stick. It's a hot summer day. Ooh. What kind of drink would you like? Fizzy pop, a cold glass of water, slushy ice drink, or a fruit smoothie? Water. What's the first thing people notice about you? Your powerful burping skills, <laughs> your shiny hair, your pointy shoes, or your colorful clothes? <laughs> wow. I guess if any of those is going to be accurate, it's going to be pointy shoes. <laughs> I was going to say burping skills. I don't have any burping skills. You know that. <laughs> I fart a lot. <laughs> Recently, yes. Yeah. It's odd. Um, what is your personality like? Excitable? Just happy to be here, a little bit mean, or head in the clouds. Oh, head in the clouds? Yep, for sure. (laughs) I don't like where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you sneezed? Ten minutes ago, the last time I fell into a bowl of pepper, I have never sneezed, or last summer? I guess the first one. (laughs) I've sneezed at some point today, I think. Uh... And I did not fall into a bowl of of pepper. (laughs) What's the best thing on the internet? Oh, boy. Slime videos. Hmm. Videos of dogs not catching a ball properly. Hmm. Oh, you love those. Uh, the video of Ed Sheeran singing with Stormies. Eh. <laughs> or Beano.com. Oh, I don't know what the last one is. Um, the dog one. My All YouTube right. history is loaded with animal videos. And every time I see a cute animal video, I share it on your Facebook. Ooh. Okay. What do you want to be when you're older? Taller? A slime tester, ruler of the world, ruler of 
The beneath of us. The beneath of us. Or a lottery winner. Uh, I'm so boring. Lottery winner. Okay. Which of these things could you never live without? A skateboard, your best friend, pizza, or your cell phone? Pizza? Yes, I knew that one. (laughs) I was like, Alex or pizza? Alex or pizza? (laughs) Sorry, Alex. It's your birthday. Where will you celebrate? Mm. The bowling alley? The park? Oh, Oh, I know this one. Oh, wait. Maybe I don't know this one. The cinema? Or anywhere that makes pizza? Oh, boy. Okay. I think I'm going to say the cinema. Okay. We have gone to many birthdays at the cinema. Yeah. Where is the best place to take a nap? A treehouse? On the floor near a radiator? That's not for you, too. I never nap. Or in a hammock? Ooh. Treehouse. Okay. More privacy than the hammock. You could put a hammock in there. Let's see. And a radiator. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, boy. Who is it? Matthew, you are the Ice King. I knew it. I knew I was going to be the Ice King. Because <laughs> I'm old and trying to be hip. <laughs> and you eat lots of pizza? I do eat lots of pizza. Oh. One big difference. He leaves pizza uneaten on his floor. That is true. And in his hamper. That's right. And that's a blasphemy. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I'll wear this with pride. You are also in the Slytherin house, so yeah. feels oh, about yep. right. Uh, Ice King would also be in Slytherin. Uh, that is so oh, great. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Fine. I'll wear it as a badge of honor. <laughs> it could be worse. That could uh, be like Ricardio or something. Oh, my gosh. That just cracked me up. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I knew from the second you said that it's going to be a personality quiz, I was like, I'm going to be the Ice King. <laughs> Oh, we should we should give you that quiz too. Let's Another day. Oh, okay, next I'm, episode we're gonna really find out which character you are. Oh, then. I'm really sleepy. Oh. oh, I guess we better end the podcast. Is it because you don't want to know that you're gonna be Princess Bubblegum? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, my face is like so red right now you're from be, that. <laughs> it's gonna be some character. It's gonna be like Choose Goose. Uh, oh my gosh, I would. Mm. No, you are not Choose Goose. No, I am not. That is not even funny. We don't even joke about that. Sean is Chuskus. <laughs> All right. Well, this ends another episode of Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. Also the Ice King. And the Ice King. If you and want, Simon, maybe. If you want to reach out to us, email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us on social media, on Facebook or Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, on all the Twitters. Um, handle at Oh My Glob Podcast. Our website is ohmyglobpodcast.wordpress.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. Yeah. And we'll Do play it. it on the air. Yeah. Scared? Oh. All right. You should, though. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. It hurts my innies. <laughs> <laughs>